At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're covering it all this hour. We're going to be talking some college basketball. We're going to be talking some college football. We're going to be talking some NFL. As Grant Mitchell, he does a great job of the Fade the Public podcast. He is one of the co-hosts over there. He is going to be joining me in about 45 minutes. We're going to be talking about a little bit of pigskin, and then in 15 minutes, a different kind of pigskin is going to be coming up as Daniel Avari does a great job over here at the network as one of our main contributors. Also does a lot of the broadcast for UCLA within the stadium as well. She is going to be joining me, and we're going to be talking about some Pac-12 football. What we can all expect on that front. So we've got a lot of fun coming up for this hour, and along the way, we're going to be talking some college basketball. We're going to be leading off with my DK Nation pick, Apologies for anyone that took the one from Mondays. That was one of the most gut-wrenching beats that you're going to see as Georgia Tech was up, or Georgia Tech was down, I should say, 23-4. to Utah then turned the ball over 18 times, and then the cover was denied by a bogus goaltend call that should have never been called. So we're going to hope for a little bit of better luck on this one. Good news is when your luck is down here in terms of a pick, it can only go up. So... We can't get more unlucky. That is, I guess you could call it the very, very bad bar that we don't have to clear. But that said, I don't think that we're going to need to rely upon luck because I think that we should be able to get the job done here as we're going to be looking at SMU and Louisiana. We have to go with a lot of these just games that are set in stone because a lot of these games, like the games from the Maui Invitational, list goes on and on. Those are 
numbers that aren't going to be up until the a.m. And, well, having to write this up overnight, it's hard to give a write-up now knowing the number because that is the biggest key with all this. But that said, on the betting board, this is 615, 616, SMU, Anywhere between a three and four point favor. We're seeing a little bit of variance in terms of this number. And with the total, you're going to be finding it anywhere between about a 145.5 and a 146.5. And with SMU, I felt like they should have been closer to about an 8.5 to a 9 point favorite. With Louisiana, they've been able to get off to a nice start to begin the season there at 4 0. But that said, this is a Louisiana team that they've got some holes in their defense. They rank outside of the top 230 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. They have to go up against a pair of big men in Effie Obadiji along Samuel Williamson that are combining for about 18 rebounds per game now. To the credit of Louisiana, they're not bad down low. Jordan Brown, a former McDonald's All-American, has been able to do a rock-solid job giving the team a double-figure amount of points, seven rebounds, and at 6'11", he's able to pop some threes. So that's going to be a little bit tough. Terrence Lewis, he's been averaging a double-double this season since coming in from Jackson State, but with SMU, what they also do a great job of cutting off the three-point arc. Louisiana has been a solid three-point shooting team, but now they go up against an SMU team that ranks in the top 35 nationally in terms of three-point shooting percentage as allowing opponents to shoot just 25% from three. Now, they're also shooting as a collective 25% from three. That is not too terrific, but they go up against a Louisiana team that ranks outside the top 200 in terms of their three-point shooting percentage as well. So I do think that you're going to see a little bit of a rise up and I mean, SMU has solid three-point shooters. I'm not going to say great, but Zurich Phillip is going to be able to get things online. I do like what Zach Natal is able to bring to the table. I remember at same Houston State about two seasons ago, he was able to give the team right around 18 or so points per contest. So I do think that he's going to be able to lend a little bit more of scoring prowess for the team. And for Louisiana, just not necessarily a backcourt that's able to put the ball in the basket too much. Cantrell Garnett has been able to give the team 7.5 points per contest and is legitimately a very good three-point shooter. As a matter of fact, he shot 47.5% from distance last season, but they need him to take on a little bit of a bigger role this year, and I don't know if he's going to be able to do so, and this is also a Louisiana defense that they've given up 77-plus points in each other last two games. They have really been looking to play with their hair on fire under Coach Bob Marlin this season. They were able to beat up on a 91 team. I believe it was the Gentlemen of Centenary to begin the season, and ever since that, they've been involved in some very, very hotly contested battles from there. So I do think that you are going to see this Louisiana team struggle a little bit on defense. I don't know if they're going to be able to duplicate quite the offense that they've had to begin the season. This is an SMU team that under the tutelage of a little bit of a change around coaching staff as they did have stepping down in the offseason, the old coach of Tim Jankovic. They bring in Rob Lanier, who is able to do a very solid job at Georgia State. I think that there's a added just influence on defense they're looking to play a little bit slower and I do think that that form is going to be able to take hold you've been dealing with a few guys that have been out due to eligibility issues just trying to be able to get in the fold in general and they're starting to get some of those guys back as well so I do think that this is a good buy low spot on SMU I'm willing to lay the three to three and a half that you're seeing right now and in terms of the total I was referencing it SMU a team that does a very solid job on defense looking to play a little bit more slowly Louisiana, they've been sort of the opposite. I think that you get something in the middle. And as a result, semi-total at a 145. So if you're seeing a 145 and a half, I'm seeing as high as a 146 and a half out there in the market. You got good value on the under. If this gets below, like say 144, something of that nature, because this is a total that opened up at 146. We've seen a little bit of a drop. Then it's going to be a good take on the over. I personally... I'm going to be waiting to see if we can get a little bit of a line move either way on that total. But what I do like here, SMU laying the small number of between three and three and a half, I'm going to be riding with that in terms of my DK Nation pick. 
Now we've got a very tricky spot in terms of this Ryder versus Rutgers game. This is 6-11, 6-12 on the betting board with Ryder. Is it a Ryder die with them? Well, they are between a 15 to a 16-point underdog, and your total is 137 to 137.5. And when it comes to this Ryder team, you may recall they were a team that you were able to take in at a very, very early hour the last few days as they were one of those teams that were playing out there in Ireland. They played very, very early Friday, very, very early Saturday. Now they're playing a Tuesday game. Typically, I would love nothing more than to be able to fade a team that is coming off of a very strange, very insane road trip like that. But the reason why I can is because Rutgers is dealing with some injuries of their own as Paul Mouquet has been out of the fold and is dealing with a little bit of an injury. Missed that game against Temple. And you can tell that Temple was not the same team when they went up against Temple without him as he's been able to give the team right around three and a half assists per contest. Not necessarily too much of a supreme score or anything like that, but just does a solid job as a glue guy. With him out of the fold, they lose that game outright. You've also got a guy in Caleb McConnell, I think is just one of the best defensive players in all of college basketball. A great on-ball defender, not necessarily much of a score right around eight or so points per contest. He has yet to play this season as well. Now, you've got Cliff Amarui down low, 17.5 points, 10.5 boards, averaging a double-double. Andre Hyatt is able to do a good job as well in Cam Spencer, the Swiss Army Knife himself. 17 points, four boards, four assists, nearly four seals coming in from Loyola, Maryland. He has fit in very, very seamlessly with this team. But for Ryder, you've also got their own guy that does it all, and that would be Mr. Dwight Murray Jr. Murray Jr., He's been able to just put on a show this season. He's averaging 20 points, five and a half boards, a little bit over three assists per contest, shooting 47% from three and Ryder. That's collective. They've been able to do a solid job of knocking down their threes, shooting about 37% from long range. They've also done a great job of giving themselves offensive rebound opportunities. You don't have that one guy that's going into flamethrower mode that's giving you like 12 or so rebounds per game like a Cliff Amarui, but that said, you've got a lot of guys like a Mervyn James who's giving you some second chances. Tariq Ingram, someone who began his career at Wake Forest. He's done a nice job being able to pump in their five and a half rebounds per game. If Ajiri Aguamo Johnson, who last season was able to give the team six to seven rebounds, is able to step it back up. He's been dealing with a little bit of an injury and has just not been effective when he's been out there on the floor. That is going to be all the better for this Ryder team. With Ryder, it's also a PM game. If this were one of those like 8 a.m. start times like we're going to be seeing in some of these events out across all of college basketball, then I would have a lot of worry. But being that it's a little bit more of a normal time, being that Ryder has been getting a couple days and just have a Rutgers team in general that is dealing with a lot of ailments, I'm willing to take the points with Ryder. We've already seen Ryder play a one-point game against a solid Providence team, so they have proven that on the road they are able to hang with some very good competition. And when it comes to Soto, I do think that the, shall we say, legs of these Ryder Broncos are probably going to be effective a little bit, and I think that they're going to be looking to play a little bit more slowly. Did semi-total at a 134.5, so also going to be diving in on the under. How about if we go out to the West Coast, and I think that this is a fascinating game on the board. This is 619-620. Utah State is playing host uh, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is finding themselves as an underdog of nine points, and your total, it opened up at 154.5. We are seeing this go up to now between 157 and a half. I'm seeing as high as a 159 on the board as well. And I think we've went a little bit too far with this total. Oral Roberts is certainly not a team that's looking to really slow down for anyone. But this is also not a Utah State team that has ever been a team that has been looking to really run it and gun it under Coach Odom, who was at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County for so long. 
That has never really been his MO. For Utah State, right now they rank in the top 50 in terms of possessions per game, but I do think that you're going to see things iron out. I think that this is just a matter of some of the teams that they have played and that only, and also I believe that they played at least one overtime game as well, so that just artificially puts the amount of possessions in a game a little bit higher for Utah State. And with Utah State, they've got the funk. That would be Taylor Funk. He's been able to do a good job coming over from St. Joe's. He's been pumping in there about 18 points, 10 boards. He's able to shoot 48% from three. And Utah State, they're going to see a little bit of regression with this. They're currently shooting 43.5% from three-point range. Now, Zenora Roberts' defense that has always been, shall we say, suspect to say the least. They always do a solid job on offense. When it comes to the defense, leaves a little bit of something to be desired. You saw Max Aceman's doing a very solid job with 15 points per contest, but I do get the sense that Oral Roberts is looking to play a little bit more slowly, and the reason why they now have Connor Vanover, I'm not even kidding, in some sites they've listed him at 7'5", and he's shooting about 40, 36% from three-point range. You've got a guy that's 7'5", and he's canning threes. That does make life very, very difficult for you. I don't care who you are. They're looking to someone like a Patrick Mwamba, who comes in from... UT Arlington to be able to give this team a little bit more just toughness down low. Isaac McBride, he's been able to do a solid job. He's been able to come in, give the team right around 12 and a half points per contest. And when it comes to Oral Roberts, I do think that they should be about a mid-sized underdog. Nine is the absolute lowest in terms of my point that I'm willing to take on them, but I'm willing to take nine with Oral Roberts. And when it comes to the total, I feel like the seam is just getting to be a little bit too much. I'm going to be willing to take a look at the under. And something that I'm going to be taking a look at next is some Pac-12 bet some Pac-12 football as we've got Daniel Avari joining me. She's one of our main analysts here at VEASAN and she's going to be hopping aboard to t- chat about that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and 
select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Attention Maryland residents, mobile sports betting will officially launch on November 23rd, so now is your chance to sign up for DraftKings today and you'll receive $200 in free bets after registering. Visit DraftKings.com for more information. It is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, and it's great to be joined by our guest, Daniel Alvari. Does amazing work as one of our main contributors here at VEASAN. And on top of that, I know that she does a great job doing a lot of the in-arena slash in-stadium hosting over there for UCLA. And Danielle, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. You you know better than anybody that sometimes when you work in sports, you can get lost in the numbers. So it's nice <laughs> that I get to just enjoy UCLA basketball sometimes. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it was a lot of fun watching them in lovely Las Vegas. They end up Not splitting those games. I was a little bit salty about them losing to Illinois as I was on them in that one, but I was also on them in game number two as well. So you know what? There's the good, there's the bad. So we shall see what is going to be going on for the rest of the season there. But with that said, what I do know is that we've got some high quality Pac-12 football. And as you know, some of these rivalries in the Pac-12, they're just absolutely tremendous. But how about if we go with the rivalry that is actually extending outside of the conference. And that would be the fact that we've got Notre Dame versus USC. Just an absolutely massive one for USC. Right now, USC, a lot of spots right around a five-point favorite. You might be finding the hook one way or the other. But that said, how do you take a look at this game? Because with USC, they badly needed that game against UCLA. We were getting sold that there was going to be no defense whatsoever. And the game delivered. And there was absolutely no defense whatsoever. It was a lot of fun action just gunning it up and down the field but that said where do you stand on USC because they're coming off of a very emotional win and they need this game to be able to have a ghost of chance to be able to make the college football playoff yeah I mean I like USC in this spot the only thing is exactly what you're talking about is they're coming off of this huge UCLA win and what is that going to look like for them because to me there's no reason really that they can't beat this Notre Dame team I don't think Notre Dame has lived up to their expectations throughout the season I think early on people were already scared and I don't know that they've prepared enough to come back and win against the USC team that is this prolific on offense. And I mean, I'm actually, you guys know, huge UCLA fan. I'm going to wax poetic on how beautiful USC's offense looked because they were also playing without their leading running back, Travis Dye, who had 
led the team in touchdowns, had nine touchdowns for them. They had to figure that out, but it just shows you the depth that they have at offense that literally next man up is still going to average six yards a, a, a carry. So USC's offense seems a little bit unstoppable right now, but it is interesting to even consider them in this college football playoff situation because, again, if they're able to beat Notre Dame and able to head to the Pac-12 championship, which they already booked a ticket for, and able to win that game as well, then we're, we have them in this conversation. But that USC defense, as you illustrated with how crazy the points were, obviously scoring on both sides, no defense happening either way, really the only reason that UCLA was in it in the end there uh, – I can't imagine this defense in the college football playoffs. It's going to look abysmal. So you need to have both sides of the ball going on. It's been really fun to watch this USC offense. And I think they continue that this week. I think they'll finish it off strong. Needless to say, the teams in the college football playoff, other than perhaps USC, they all have defenses that are better than what we've seen in the Pac-12 this year. It's been not necessarily a defense-oriented conference. And I know you were referencing UCLA. How about if we dive into their game as they're going to be playing on Black Friday as it is going to be Cal and UCLA with UCLA being in most spots right now. 10-point favorite totals between about a 60 to a 60 and a half for UCLA. It's the exact opposite. They're coming off of a soul-crushing loss against a big, giant rival. Now they're staying within the state, facing off against a Cal team that hasn't gone their way this season, to say the least. For Cal, they just have been in a conference full of offense, not able to deliver thus far for UCLA. Do you think that they're going to be up for this game and they're going to be able to take down a Cal team that I think we both agree they should be able to beat and they should be able to beat by a relatively big margin? Yeah, they absolutely should be able to, but Cal, more so definitely than the other bottom team in the Pac-12, Colorado, uh, has actually had some surprises this season. Again, it was against not very good teams, but they were able to get a win against Stanford, a game they weren't favored here. So I think Cal could provide a little bit of tricks in their bag, but what I really want to know is what is the status of Dorian Thompson Robinson for UCLA because he was playing so beat up in that USC game at the end. We saw a tape go on his thumb. We saw it go on his forefinger at one point on his passing hand. At one point, we're thinking he gets his clock cleaned a little bit and his head's a little bit shaken. Does he have a concussion? So we haven't heard a lot of updates about that. Even if he's playing, is he going to be at 100%? And, and to your point, if you want to talk about coming off an emotional win or loss, this loss I think was particularly tough for UCLA. I don't think they're going to want to end the season on a loss either, but I could see this being closer game than it needs to be so we're seeing this 10 points and that makes me a little bit skittish but it does seem favorable for UCLA because they should be able to blow out this team like Cal um, but it's going to take a big bounce back after a pretty heartbreaking loss how about if we go with the game that I'm most familiar with in terms of rivalries because I worked for a year for the old Oregon Ducks and their affiliate it's the Civil War it is Oregon and Oregon State the Ducks the road team they're a three-point favorite I have seen very strange things happen in this rivalry. Does Oregon have a little bit more talent? Yes, but at the same time with Oregon, you've got to be wondering about them coming into this game because they're a bunch that they're coming off of a very nice win against Utah, but they had that soul-crushing loss two weeks ago against Washington as well, so that knocked them out of the college football playoffs. Still a lot to play for. No offense or buts about it. Perhaps they were able to get into a New Year's Six Bowl if everything breaks right for them, but... How do you take a look at this game? Because if there's one place in terms of the Pac-12 that is hard to travel to, it is Corvallis. 
Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because USC is the only team that's actually beaten Oregon State at Oregon State. And if we look back, that was a game that we thought was going to go way over because we didn't know how good Oregon State's defense was, A, and B, how much USC's offense was going to be affected by the Oregon State environment. And that game ended, I believe, 17-14. to It's only a three-point win for USC. It was earlier in the season, but only team to beat Oregon State at home this year. I looked back at the other home matchups, and it makes sense. There weren't any big crazy opponents. And again, we talked about how the Pac-12 was definitely lacking talent everywhere but those top four teams this year but they did have Washington State at home uh, as well and were able to blow them out as well so Oregon being the closest to USC I think definitely can absolutely get this done but to your point it has that air of it's a rivalry game and it's tough to play in Corvallis so seems like a simple pack for the Oregon Ducks to get to the Pac-12 championship game they just have to win this game but it seems easier said than done um, I think this is going to be a closer game than we expect and probably a lower scoring game, especially because you had Bo Nix basically on one foot last week, getting that win over Utah 20 to 17. That was a horrendously low scoring for them. And I think it speaks to how Utah's defense played. They knew what was on the line there, but Oregon State's defense is even stronger, I would argue, than Utah's. Again, rivalry game. So I think we could see a pretty low scoring game here and we need to know the status of Bo Nix before we place any bets. I do agree with you. I do think that both Nix's status, that is very, very big. And we've thrown at you some of these big games like Oregon versus Oregon State, the USC game. And I think that you know what's coming up next. The toilet bowl game between Utah and Colorado. Utah's not in the toilet bowl. They're a top 25 team. They've been able to perform quite well. A little bit of a heartbreaker last week against Oregon. I think the question is motivation for them. They're a 29 and a half point road favorite. And it's hard for me to really argue with that. It's hard to lay these sorts of numbers, but Colorado's right now 1-10, and and if you look at darn near every metric in college football, they're maybe not at the bottom of every one of them, but they're sort of in that bottom 10, bottom 15. How do you look at this one if you look at it at all? Because I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are like, man, I could bet on something else. I could have a Hulu watching party, something else, literally anything else, but is there any money to be made in terms of this game? Oh, man. I forgot to check in on our dear friend, Mike Pritchard, who we know played at Colorado and see uh, how he's been feeling this. Welfare season. check. I know. I've, I've actually forgot <laughs> to check on him. Uh, this is a brutal, brutal year for Colorado. You almost feel like there was a mer- you wish there was a mercy rule or something at this point that they have to play Utah as their last game. Again, what is Utah's motivation? Maybe Utah wants to end it off with a bang. Obviously, they're probably pretty upset that their chances of getting into the Pac-12 title game are very slim. A lot of other things have to happen for them to happen. Um, and it's unfortunate because they are the one team that was able to beat USC. Now, granted, it was at home, and we know how much of an advantage it is for Utah to get to play at home. Uh, but maybe they're a little bit fired up about that but are they going to want to beat Colorado to a pulp? It just seems like such a mess of a game. So uh, this looks like something that Wes Reynolds would, would talk me into possibly (laughs) taking the points with Colorado here. Uh, He did that earlier in the season and maybe you're getting so many here in a final game that it's worth a look. But like you said, there's so many other things we can bet here and maybe we just let Colorado go out in peace. Colorado has given up at least 38 points in all, but one of their games this year. Yeah. I mean, boy, Maybe it's an over, but then Colorado has to score and it's Utah's defense. So I I can't do it either. Well, they are giving up an average of 43 points per game. So perhaps Utah's (laughs) able to get there all by themselves. You never know. You might not need any scoring out of anyone else. But with that said, we've also got a little bit of a sad one in terms of Stanford versus BYU. I mean, about Mm -hmm. 30 seconds, any reason to take the six and a half at home with Stanford in this one? I don't think so. I really don't, <laughs> especially not the way that BYU has played this year. Stanford also a really low year for them. The defense was like one, not even a bright light, but like that one bulb on your Christmas lights that's still kind of flickering. And even that's about to go out. So I, I think that, again, there are other things to bet on. 
Well, that is not necessarily too terrific. You don't want that Christmas tree to not be lit, but you always make the holidays more merry around here, Danielle. Always do appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Greg. Danielle does absolutely amazing work here at VEASAN as one of our main analysts, and on top of that, does a great job for those of you guys who are fans of UCLA in terms of their in-arena, in-stadium hosting. So always great to get her aboard. And we've talked a little bit of college football coming up next. We've got a nice day of college basketball on tap for Tuesday. I'll give you guys some analysis on some of these tournaments next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make game day a little bit more chill with some extra cash. Play for free during the college football season with Coors Light College Football Pick'em Challenge. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. 21 years or older, see DraftKings.com for details. And please do drink responsibly. We are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Always great to get Danielle Avari aboard to talk some college football. Going to probably need to get her back to talk some college basketball as well since I know that she does a great job on the Pac-12 front, which is going to be very interesting. As a matter of fact, as I am doing this live, we're watching Arizona versus Cincinnati. Those of you guys catching the replay know how this one turned out, but just good in general to see the Maui Invitational back in Maui. It was in lovely Las Vegas last year, which was a fun event. It's actually known as like the extra island Las Vegas is for those that are curious, but that said, when it was in Asheville and you saw People wearing Hawaiian shirts, that was not too terrific. So good to see it back. The good people of Maui, they always do a great job rolling out the red carpet for all these teams. And the friendly rims always cause for a lot of great action. So I have my handicap of all these games at GUNIT underscore 81. Unfortunately, unable to give you just too much right now because we're not going to get numbers until the AM. That's a little bit of a bummer with having these tournaments, which I mean, I do like these college basketball tournaments which we could get a little bit more of a look at line, something like that, but always very, very difficult. And with so many games, it can make things a challenge, but we still have plenty of games on the betting board to be able to break down. And we've got a game, which I think that the wrong team is favored and the team has been coming in against them. 621-622 on the betting board. UC Davis is going to be playing us to Sacramento State. Sacramento State is a five to five and a half point underdog. Toronto's game is 131 to 131 and a half. Sacramento State has already two money line underdog wins their credit. I think that they make it number three in this one. I don't even think you need the five to five and a half points. If you want them as insurance, take them. But with Sacramento State, this team has a coach in David Patrick that he coaches defense and he coaches up a very, very hard-nosed mentality and just gets his team to be able to fire on all cylinders. I think that that's going to affect a UC Davis team that really doesn't have ideal size. Sacramento State, they look to go big this offseason. Colin McRae. He followed in his former coach at UC Riverside and David Patrick, and he's been terrific down low. Ten and a half points, nine and a half rebounds. He's also doing a good job as a passer. At seven foot one, he's able to give this team three assists per contest. This is a Sacramento State team that they are not going to fall in love with a three-point shot. As a matter of fact, they're in the bottom 100 in all of college basketball in three-pointers attempted per game, but what they do a good job of, they aren't going to let you shoot threes either. 
They are allowing opponents to shoot 13.5% or 13.5 threes per game. That is in the top five for fewest in all of college basketball. They do a great job of pounding the glass. They get about four more offensive rebounds per game than their opponents. And when it comes to UC Davis, what I do like about this team is Elijah Pepper. He adds a little bit of spice to everything that is going on as he's been able to do a nice job being able to give the team darn near 20 points per contest. He's also able to give you right around five or so rebounds per game as well. So I do like what he's able to bring to the table for this team. And then you've got Ty Johnson. He's been able to do a pretty rock solid job as well. He's been able to pump in there 20 points per game. You do want to note, though, that Elijah Pepper has already missed a game this season. He's been dealing with a little bit of ailment in general. He should be good to go in this one, but I just want to be making sure that he is all good to go. And I fully anticipate him with my handicap to be all good to go and to be out there on the floor. But that said, when it comes to this UC Davis team, what are you going to be able to get down low? Christian Nigue is going to be able to give you about 12 points, five rebounds per game. Bandit began his career at San Jose State. And past that, just not a lot of size. Bobby Beasley comes in from Montana. He's able to give you nine points per contest. Career mid-30s, three-point shooter. Kane Milling, he's a six-foot-four gentleman that began his career in Nevada. Came in last season as a part-time starter. Seven points per game. Last two seasons, shooting about 36, 37% from three-point range. But I think that the size advantage for the Sacramento State team, it is immense. And with Sacramento State, they did bring in a lot of transfers during the offseason, but a lot of these guys... They've got familiarity with the coach, David Patrick, including Akata Mawain. He is someone that comes in from Oklahoma, a former top 250 recruit. He's able to give you seven and a half rebounds per game. Just a load of a man at right around six foot eight, 220 pounds. Austin Patterson is someone that comes in from Wofford, and he's been able to shoot north of 40% from three-point range in his career as well. So I think that you've got all the goods with the Sacramento State team. I don't think that they should be a favorite. And as a matter of fact, I set them as a favorite. So I'm going to be willing to take them as a little bit of a money line underdog game. When it comes to this total, I think that Sacramento State going to be able to do a nice job of being able to make things a little bit more slow, a little bit more controlled. But I do think that you get a little bit of late game felling. Sacramento State, they also have guys like Patterson, who I mentioned before, that shoot it well from three-point range. Cameron Wilbon is able to put it in from three. So I did set my total at a 132 as well. So I'm taking a look at the over, and I'm taking a look at Sacramento State as a sort of wrong team favorite scenario and able to get a money line underdog play down there. How about if we go to a event that is happening, I believe, out there in the great state of Florida? This is IPFW and Eastern Michigan. This is 649, 650 on the betting board, Eastern Michigan. They opened up as a four and a half or a five and a half point favorite. Still seeing a five and a half at DraftKings. So if you're looking for the best of the number, they've got it right now. And the total on this game, right in the neighborhood, about 152. You might find a 151 and a half. You might find a 152 and a half. But with Eastern Michigan, I do think that they're lending. Quite a bit of value right now. You bring in Amani Bates. We all remember the 30-plus points that he was able to put up on Michigan a few weeks ago. And he's been able to do a really good job with this team. And I do have to correct myself. This is not one of the Florida tournaments. This is one that's happening at the Hard Rock Hotel out there in Cancun, Mexico. So very nice trip for these guys. But I do think that this is going to be an Eastern Michigan team that's going to be focused. And in terms of helping out Imani Bates in the backcourt, you've got a guy that I like in Noah Farrakhan. Farrakhan last season gave the team 16 and a half points per contest. He was able to shoot from three-point range right in the pocket of about 40%. So he's able to help out. Now, you do need a little bit more facilitation. Farrakhan has been looking to do that. He's been able to give out three assists per contest. But you also bring in Tyson Acuff. Acuff was a little bit more of a primary three-point shooter a season ago while he was at Duquesne. He's been able to give the team 10 points, four boards, three assists, like what he's able to bring to the table. And legend Geeter. 
he has been solid down low. He's trying to geeter it on down low as he's been able to give the team five and a half rebounds per game. Yes, I did just make that pun. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and I'm sure that there are some of you that are face palming, but that said, he's been able to do a solid job. And for IPFW, where they should be able to hurt this Eastern Michigan team is down low, but they themselves don't necessarily have a ton in the post. Ari Kapati is able to give you seven and a half rebounds per game. Began his career Vermont. He's been able to do a solid job. Now, Bobby Plantis, he comes in after he spent a few seasons with the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure, 40% three-point shooter. And that's really what this IPFW, a.k.a. Fort Wayne team is. They're a team that they look to just manhandle you with three-pointers, and they're going to hope that they drop. And last season, they were one of the better teams in all of college basketball in terms of their three-point shooting percentage, and they're shooting 37% from three this season. That is not an unsustainable number. As a matter of fact, when it's all said and done, they could be more like a 38-39% three-point shooting team. The problem is, in order to get those threes, they have to pass the ball around quite a bit, and typically that leads to turnovers, and we are seeing that right now. 16 turnovers per game. Deontay Billups, along with Quentin Morton-Robinson, their combined average about 22 points per contest. Morton Robinson was out of the fold after he missed all of last season coming in from Radford. He's picked up right where he left off at Radford, where he shot about 40% from three, shooting 57% from three now. He's probably not going to shoot 57% from three when it's all said and done, but I do think that with Eastern Michigan, you've got good athletes. I think that they're going to do a good job of being able to get a few steals. IPFW, they themselves do a solid job of being able to generate a few turnovers of their own. This is a total that we're seeing drop a little bit more now at DraftKings. I'm seeing a 151.5. I set mine more around that 152 range. So if you're able to get below that, like I'm seeing at DraftKings, I'm seeing at a couple other books as well. I'd be willing to take a look at this total over. I felt like Eastern Michigan should have been more like a two to two and a half point underdog. So being able to get between four and a half and five with them, I'm going to be willing to take the points as well. And how about if we stay out there in lovely Mexico as we've got Winthrop and Southern Miss doing battle from Hard Rock out there in Cancun and Winthrop you've seen a drop in this number I think now you're starting to see a little bit of value with them because they opened up a three-point underdog now they're between a pick em to a one-point favorite here where I sit at circa really the lone two that I'm seeing on the board and the total on this game is 139 and a half Southern Miss is a team that I'm beginning to be very warm on and I feel coming into the season they could be in the middle portion of their conference out there in the Sun Belt, and they're currently showing that. They have a very nice win against Vanderbilt a few days ago, a bunch that brings in Felipe Haas. He was playing at Mercer last season, 6'9 combo player that was able to pump in their 15 points per game, shot over 40% from three-point range. They do have to go up against a Winthrop team, though, that I think it's going to be fascinating to see what they get out of their backcourt, because you've got a team that has really been relying upon Corey Hightower. Hightower is a Swiss Army knife guy. He stands right around six foot seven. He's been able to do a nice job giving the team 15 points, right around five boards. And he's also the team's leader in assists as well. And he missed the team's last game, and you could tell that they were not the same with him against Mercer. They lose that game outright. So we do want to see his status moving forward. If Corey Hightower is in the fold, I do feel like the play here is Winthrop at this reduced number. If he's out of the fold, I'd probably will be willing to shift to making Southern Miss a very, very slight favorite. So this is one that I'm taking a look at, and I do think the total of 140, a little bit too low for a Winthrop game. I do like this total over, and coming up next, we are going to be talking to Grant Mitchell. He does a great job with the Fading the Public podcast, and we're going to be talking some football with him right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Thanksgiving from Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Peace on all the action with Bet Rivers this holiday season. Football, basketball, hockey, the World Cup, and so much more. There's plenty to be thankful for with Bet Rivers. Check out our Thanksgiving Day promotions, including a football bet and get first touchdown insurance and single game parlay bet and get. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. 
By the way, not a happy Thanksgiving to anyone who had Arizona in the Maui Invitational. I will get into that in the top of hour number three, but we just saw a disgustingly bad beat. But right now we are joined by Grant Mitchell. He does a great job over there at Forbes as a betting consultant. And on top of that, does a great job with the Fade the Public podcast. And Grant, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hey, Greg, thanks for having me back on. I've got to say, I was unfortunately one of those Arizona plus 10 betters. Oh. So not a great night so far. Yeah, that was absolutely terrible. I laid the points with Arizona. They were up 18 points with a buck 45 remaining, and then Cincinnati went on a 10 to 0 run. Boy, that is one of the worst beats that you're going to find all year long. And hopefully, we aren't going to be subject to any of those on Thanksgiving because. We're going to have the Thanksgiving turkey out, the stuffing. There's going to be family, friends, food, what have you. And uh, if you do have a bad beat that happens on Thanksgiving, try to keep it to yourself on this one. Your Aunt Susie does not want to hear about how your bet got toasted or anything like that. But with that said, let's take a look at this Giants versus Cowboys game. I mean, the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving. That's a tradition unlike any other. And right now, we find them as a nine-point favorite. Toronto's game is 44 and a half. But the Cowboys, are they the superior team in this? Absolutely. But I think it's an interesting spot just because do you want to invest in the Cowboys once again after they had the highest of highs just completely knocking off the Minnesota Vikings? And for the Giants, just so much question mark as to what you're going to be able to get out of this offense. Yeah, I 100% agree. And Greg, let me tell you, I made a crucial mistake. Pretty much all season long, I have been leading the campaign that the Giants are Maybe not a fraudulent team, but they're not as good as their record suggests. And what did I do? I bet them against the spread last weekend. They were 7-2 and two going in, and of course, they completely fumbled. Not literally, but we know what happened. Daniel Jones threw a couple of interceptions. It really wasn't good. I think the key to that game was that the Lions got ahead early, and they forced Daniel Jones to become a playmaker. And we know that when that happens, the, the Giants typically don't have a response. Now, with all that being said, I think going into this Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys in Jerry World, it's America's team. I think they're going to put on a decent performance. I'm expecting them to stick to their usual game plan of running Saquon Barkley. He's second in the league in rushing yards. And they're going against the Dallas Cowboys team, which their only real weakness is defending the run, right? Dallas ranks 27th in rushing defense. And here's another benefit to running straight at the Cowboys. When you're running against them, they can't send Micah Parsons to come after your quarterback. Anytime you can, you can hold him out of the play, that's a win for you. It's a net positive. I like the Giants to go in there. I, I don't necessarily think they're going to win outright, but it's a division rivalry. You know, it's a, it's a holiday game. I think they will have learned from their loss. And conversely, I think Dallas is riding super high. They just smacked around an 8-1 team. They won 40-3. to I think they're going to come in, get a little reality check. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Giants score the first touchdown. Cowboys know that they're in for a long game. Giants ultimately cover the nine points. And this one, I think, is also very fascinating, as that's the main one for Thanksgiving that I think is worth watching. Although, I will say, finding the Vikings at minus 2.5, if you're able to get off that critical number of 3, I think that that is going to be very, very big, and I think that there's some good action there. But when it comes to what we're going to be getting on Sunday, how about if we head out to Seattle, the Seahawks, they're a 3.5-point favorite against Vegas. And with the Las Vegas Raiders, I feel like they've been just so overvalued in the market now. They've been a team that's been a very, very bad luck, but how much of that luck is due to the coach in Josh McDaniel, who it just feels like has not learned from all the mistakes that he made over there at Denver. Meanwhile, for the Seahawks, coming off of a little bit of a bye week, 
How do you take a look at this game? Because I do think that's a strange spot. Are the Raiders probably a little bit better in terms of the actual players on the field than their record? Yes, but they're a team that I just have so much trust issues with, with how many leads they've blown. Yeah, 100%. This isn't the NBA. One player can't go out and dominate there every single game. This is a team sport. It's a sum of the parts. And even if the parts that the Raiders have might be more talented, you might take them higher in your fantasy draft than you would any of the Seahawks players. But the Seahawks are playing better. They're 6-4 and four against the spread. The Raiders are only 4-6. and six. We know their records are pretty lopsided. And here's a fun fact for you. And I'm going to bring it up because you brought up Josh McDaniels. And I'm sorry to all the Vegas people out there. I'm pretty much wearing Vegas colors, but I'm coming right at you guys. <laughs> Josh McDaniels is 24th amongst active non-rookie coaches against the spread. On the other side, Pete Carroll is third. He's behind Mike Tomlin, and I believe Mike McCarthy actually has the best record. But it's very lopsided in the coaching department. And believe it or not, it's lopsided in the quarterback department. Geno Smith has come in, and you know what? Geno Smith is going to get MVP votes. We know this year that the league is moving from just everybody writes one name on a piece of paper to everybody writes five names. Geno Smith is, I can pretty much guarantee, going to end up on at least one person's fifth spot. Geno's playing very well. He's playing better than Derek Carr. And the Raiders also just have, again, I was talking about how Dallas had that 40-3 to win. They're going to be a little relaxed. I don't think the Raiders are necessarily going to be relaxed, but they just went to overtime against a division rival. Now you're coming to face a team that has been playing really well throughout the season and is fresh off of a bye. I don't necessarily love the fact that we're laying the three and a half. If it was three, I would feel a lot more confident. But the Seahawks have still earned a lot more trust than the Raiders have so far this season. And I think that this team is starting to earn a little bit more trust and respect from me as well. That'd be the Chicago Bears. Now, just feels a little bit banged up at the back half of the game that we saw against the Falcons. I think that his status is very, very important because if he were to be less than 100%, that would be pretty devastating for the Chicago Bears. That said, what is also devastating is betting on the quarterback that we see for the Jets and Zach Wilson, who assumed no responsibility whatsoever after the Jets scored three points. He didn't feel like his offense let down the defense, which I find to be mind-numbingly sad. But that said, with the Jets, they're going to need to score more than three points to cover this spread at minus five is what we're finding. And I do think that they're going to score more than three points. And if they don't against the Bears, they might as well just pack up shop and leave. But that said, where are you taking a look at in terms of this game? Because I think that there's a lot of elements to it. And I think the biggest is the health of Justin Fields. Absolutely. But not only that, both quarterback situations, I've got to say, if we look at the rosters that played last week in the lineups, I'm taking the Bears a plus 0.5, no question, or plus five, excuse me, no questions asked. But if Fields is out, I'm not taking them. And also, if the Jets decide to insert Joe Flacco, who, by the way, I haven't seen him since the summer, and he still has more passing touchdowns than Zach Wilson, I might shy out of this one, too. Flacco is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but when he was in there, he was leading the league in passing yards, and he was throwing a lot of touchdowns. I don't know what we're going to get with him. It's, it, there's a lot of unknowns in betting, and when that's the case, you want to avoid them. Like, if a, if a team just fired its head coach, you don't bet against that team because you don't really know what's coming for you. It's that same sort of situation going on here. But if we're just going to assume that Fields is out there, Wilson is out there, it's a total mismatch. The Bears lead the league in rushing yards per game. And I know that Khalil Herbert is on injured reserve, but they've still got David Montgomery. We've seen what Justin Fields has done. It only took him a couple weeks to set the NFL record for rushing yards by a quarterback as soon as the coaching staff started letting him run. Let me read you a couple of Zach Wilson's recent game stats, if, if I may. I wrote them down because I didn't want Absolutely. to forget them. 9 of 22 for 77 yards, 154 yards and a touchdown, 355 yards, that's good, but he had three interceptions, 121 yards, 110 yards. 
I want you to tell me right now if that's the quarterback that you want starting for your team. It's that whatever franchise I'm going to build one day if I end up getting the opportunity, yeah, I'm not picking a player with those numbers. We already saw Elijah Moore posted a picture on his Instagram of him throwing the football. This is a wide receiver right after the press conference calling out his quarterback like you were talking about, not taking responsibility. He says it's not his fault that the team didn't win the game. He, the offense didn't let down the defense. The offense held the Patriots to three points. And the Patriots aren't exactly an offensive juggernaut, but they're a Bill Belichick team. First of all, they dominate the Jets. And second of all, they're extremely well coached. They convert in key situations. The Jets held them out off of all of that. And what does the offense do? Absolutely nothing. Three points in a game, it, it, it's despicable. And the fact that they were a team that was ahead of the Bills and in playoff position, it's just disgraceful. The Jets and the Broncos have so much disparity between their offense and defense. It's honestly incredible to watch. Yeah, but I do think that with the Denver Broncos, I mean, is especially bad. They've got a total right now of 35 against the Carolina Panthers. I'm not sure about you, but typically that's reserved for preseason football and or Iowa Hawkeyes football. I guess you could throw in their Army-Navy as well. Army-Navy, you also see those very, very low totals. But with that said, Grant, I know you do amazing work over there at Forbes, the Fade the Public podcast. That is a very good one, and it is always great to have you aboard. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Have a nice night. Grant does amazing work over there, and we've got a little bit of a pro tip for you as well. We were talking a lot about sides with Grant there in the last segment. Let's give you a little bit of something in terms of totals. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of our pro tips. And when it comes to this time of year, taking a look at the weather can help you find good value on totals because you noticed it last week in the Buffalo versus the Browns game. If that game wouldn't have been moved, if you would have taken the under very, very early, you would have been able to get tremendous value. Take a look at some of those spots because most games, they do not get moved. And when you see snow coming in, you can fire in on the under, get a very good number on those totals. And coming up in our number three, we're going to be looking to the college basketball card for Tuesday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.